Hello, word nerds. Hey, how you doing? What's up? I am Spencer. I am your host for this podcast called The Dictionary. Maybe I should rename it as like The Dictionary with Spencer. Reading the Dictionary with Spencer. Spencer reads the Dictionary. Spencer, the Dictionary time. Uh, hello, how are you? I am so glad you're here. If you are new, uh, first of all, go back to the beginning and start from there because that's the best way to enjoy this show. Uh, basically, I read the words and the definitions and the etymology and the synonym information. This episode has some synonym, extra synonym information. Uh, and then I just uh, try to have fun with it and explain things in other ways for myself and for you and just just talk about it. We just chat. We just have fun chatting here. That's what this is. And then sometimes we have guests and uh, they really bring a whole other ball of wax to this show. I have enough wax in my ear, but they bring more wax. Uh, that's it. There's a whole bunch of information in the show notes, so go check that out. Um, and then, uh, sometimes I'll mention some of those in more detail. Uh, yeah. So, 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 uh, the first word in this episode is double tongue. Yeah, two words with a hyphen. Tongue is the big meaty thing in your mouth. Probably you have one of these. It is spelled T-O-N-G-U-E. This one is an intransitive verb from circa 1900. To cause the tongue to alternate rapidly between the positions for T and K so as to produce a fast succession of detached notes on a wind instrument. T and K. K, there's the T is, the K, the tongue is not in the front of the mouth for K, but it is for T. So what are you doing? Ticka, 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 kind of like that. You're putting the tongue t -t -t behind the teeth, the teeth, and then you move it away. Ticka, 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 ticka. You're doing that kind of motion with your tongue. So this is while you're playing a wind instrument, a saxophone, a a clarinet, uh, probably an oboe, bassoon, maybe even a flute, maybe even some brass instruments although things might be a little bit different on those guys. The trumpets, the trombones, the tubas, the flugelhorns. We're not going to list all the instruments. So this is a sound, uh, a thing that you can do with your tongue, ticka, 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 to, uh, to change the sound uh, that you're making on your instrument. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give that sort of rapid staccato kind of sound to it. That's double tongue. Um, I guess I guess my sound effect could be that, but I think I'm gonna do. Hmm. That'll be the sound effect today, which says that word is done. Here comes the next word, and it's gonna happen throughout the whole episode. So the next word, uh, it's double U, double hyphen, and then the letter U, and this is a noun from 1840. The pronunciation, am I reading this correctly? Yeah, the pronunciation just says as at W. And it is that, what does that mean? Is it, it's just saying you pronounce it as you would pronounce this character, which is a W. So you say W. 
I guess that's what it's saying. I don't know. It's a little bit weird. Uh, but we know. We know what the W is. It's the letter W. And then it shows the letter W, which really should be... Now, it depends. Like, sometimes it's shaped like a W. Sometimes it's shaped like a double V. Like here, it looks like two Vs next to each other. Who Who got to... I mean, I guess W makes more sense because it usually has a W, a sort of U sound. But but some countries, some languages, they give that the W letter a V sound. Like Vienna, it's with a V, but they spell it with a W, but we spell it and pronounce it with a V. So double V kind of makes more sense. What's what's the history of this this letter? I think I need to put a link in the show notes for this one. It's very weird and strange. Um, my one little stupid story about this is that I was uh, I was in some some group in high school after school one day I was with my friends and I th- one of us I think my friend Gabe was writing something on the board. It was either him or me, and uh, for some reason one of us whoever was at the board wrote to use back back to back and then we we looked at it and said double u like u u w oh w <laughs> i'm known for my really good stories okay that was w w w w dot let's move on dot com huh huh double up two words intransitive verb from 1789 to share accommodations designed for one. Oh, you got to double up. This room, this hotel room was only made for one person. There's a single bed, the only one bed, no space on the floor to sleep, but you got two people in there, so they got to double up in the single bed, and they probably don't appreciate that at all. Yeah, but I guess you're saving money. Huh. Next is... Double vision. Noun from circa 1860. The synonym is diplopia or diplopia. You're seeing things twice. Go back to diplopia to hear me talk about that more. Mm -mm. Next is double whammy. Whammy. W-H-A-M-M-Y. Noun from 1951. A combination of two usually adverse forces, circumstances, or effects. So, yeah, I mean, this is when you get hit with more than one thing that is not good. Hence the word adverse. These forces, circumstances, effects, you don't like them. They're not treating you very well. And you're, you're, you're getting co- combined. There's more than one. Two or more. I mean, I guess if it were three, it would be a triple whammy. Like... My dog died and my mom died all in the same week. That would be a double whammy. Mm. Double wide. Two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1970. I'm realizing the way that I'm doing this sound effect is not quite what I'm looking for um, because you're not getting the face. If you could see the face with it, that would help you understand it better. I'll, I'll try to make a better sound effect that you don't need the face for. A double wide is a mobile home consisting of two units that have been fastened together along their length. 
So what, maybe they're normally like, I don't know, how wide is a single wide? Six feet? Eight feet? I'm not sure. Let's say eight feet. So maybe they're eight feet wide, but then you put two of them together. Now it's 16 feet wide, give or take, and you have a whole bunch of more space in your double wide mobile home. But usually when people have these, they're not mobile anymore. They're usually sitting sitting on blocks or installed into the ground somehow. Uh, but they're still called a double wide because they're the equivalent size of two uh, mobile homes connected to each other. Uh, could be in a trailer park, could be on, I don't know, a campground of some kind. A double wide. I've never had a double wide. I've been in a double wide, I think, although I guess they could have been a single wide. I don't know. Double. Double wide, that's when you're living real fancy. Huh. Next is no more no more double words i mean we have things that are related to double and two but no words that literally say double in the word so here we have doubloon d-o-u-b-l-o-o-n noun from 1622 an old gold coin say that an old gold coin of spain and spanish america they used to be called doubloons. What what movie were they talking about doubloons? Did they talk about that in the, the Pirates of the Caribbean? Did they mention doubloons? Um, what was that other one? The Jungle Cruise. That was more recent. I know that there was some like old coins in that. I think possibly maybe maybe they mentioned doubloons. This is from the Spanish word doublon. It's augmented from dobla, which is an old Spanish coin from the Latin dupla, which is from duplus, which means double, and there's more at the word double, and I don't know how or why this word is related to double at all. Double what? Double what? Do you get two coins for the price of one? Is it worth double something else? Is there a single, a singaloon? And this is the doubloon? I don't know. I don't know. I wish they would make it more clear and obvious. Huh. Next is doubly. So it's double, but instead of the E, it was replaced with a Y. Adverb from the 15th century, number one, in a twofold manner. Doing it twice. Uh, doubly. I'm going to say hello to you, doubly. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Number two, to twice the degree. As in, doubly glad. Also as in, doubly frustrating. Oh, that is twice as frustrating as the other thing that was only a little frustrating, but now that's really frustrating. But I'm doubly glad to see you and have you here, but I'm doubly frustrated that there aren't more of you. Ooh... The next word is the first form of the word doubt, D-O-U-B-T, verb from the 13th century, starting with transitive. Number one is archaic. 1A, the synonym is fear. And 1B, the synonym is, is it suspect or suspect? I think it is suspect where you emphasize the second syllable because that's more of a verb. 
Uh, but if you if you emphasize the first syllable and you said suspect, that would be more of a noun. But both fear and suspect are archaic. Two, to be in doubt about. Doubt about, as in he doubts everyone's word. He doesn't trust a single human being. Anything that anybody says, he doesn't he he doesn't trust them. He doubts everything that they say. And I, that's that's a hard way to live. You can only trust yourself, but can you even trust yourself if you don't trust anybody else? You probably say yes, but maybe you should trust some people. Maybe maybe you're not giving them a reason to be trustworthy. Maybe they are trustworthy, but you are the one. He, I don't know where we're going this. You're in doubt about a thing. You're doubting. 3A. To lack confidence in. This synonym is distrust. As in, find myself doubting him even when I know that he is honest. That is a quote from H.L. Mencken. Who was H.L. Mencken talking about? Um, You know that he's being honest, but you still doubt him. You don't have confidence in him that he is trustworthy. 3B. To consider unlikely, as in, I doubt if I can go. I doubt that I will be able to go to the party. It is very unlikely that I shall join you in this night of reverie, but I will try to go. There is one intransitive definition, which is to be uncertain. Doubtable is an adjective, doubter is a noun, and doubtingly is an adverb. This is from the Latin verb dubitare, which means to be in doubt. That is akin to the Latin word dubius, dubius, which means dubious. Yeah, dubious, that is, uh, you, you are in doubt when you are dubious about a thing. You're like, I don't think that's quite true. You might make a sound that goes, hmm. The second form of doubt is a noun from the 13th century. 1a, uncertainty of belief or opinion that often interferes with decision making. Oh, this this is like the whole thing about not being able to decide you get the doubt comes in and you're like, well, I don't know about this. I don't feel certain about these things in my brain. And so I can't make a decision. Uh, obviously, you can have a hard time making decisions um, without doubt being a part of it. You just don't know which one to pick. But I feel like usually doubt is there of some, in some kind. Um, you're not sure like, well, if I do this, then maybe this will happen or maybe this won't happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm so doubtful. I, I have a very hard time making decisions. And so, but usually it's not about doubt. It's usually about like, I, I just, it doesn't matter. Like what, let's just pick something for me, please. It's too much brain effort. 1B, a deliberate suspension of judgment. I'm <laughs> deliberate suspension of judgment. Okay, I'm going to stop all my judgment on purpose no, I'm not going to judge things. I'm going to doubt things. Um, my brain is not quite handling this one. Number two, a state of affairs giving rise to uncertainty, hesitation, or suspense 
as in the outcome is still in doubt. We just we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen at the court trial thing. The the jury is back in their room making a decision, and it's the outcome is in doubt. Three a, a lack of confidence. The synonym is distrust, as in has doubts about his abilities. I have doubts about the quality of this show. But please don't go. I think it's good. Whatever. I'm just doing it for me. If you want to listen, listen. If you don't, don't. But I do enjoy the fact that there are a small handful of people who listen. 3B. An inclination not to believe or accept, as in a claim met with doubt. A claim that is met with doubt. Not to believe or accept. This synonym is uncertainty, and there is a phrase, no doubt, which is also the name of a band, if you didn't know. But no doubt is the, the, the synonym is the word doubtless, which is going to be at the end of this episode. So if there's no doubt, then there's no doubt. You get it? You get it. No doubt. No doubt Hey, uh, that that thing, uh, no doubt, no doubt about that. That's a, it's become kind of a slang phrase that people say um, when they're talking about a thing. It's like, oh man, that's that thing is true. Like, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. No doubt. Why can't I think of any of their songs off the top of my head? No doubt. Huh. Next is doubtful. So we just saw the synonym doubtless, which we will see. But first, we have to talk about doubtful. This is where there's lots of doubt. Adjective from the 14th century. One, giving rise to doubt. Open to question. That's the other part of it. So there's a rise of doubt or it's open to question. Open for interpretation. Open to, to yeah, if you're questioning questioning a thing, you're like, well... I doubt that is true, or I'm not so sure if that's true. So if it's doubtful, you can question it. As in the example, it is doubtful that they will that they ever knew what happened. It's doubtful that they ever knew what happened. Oh, I feel like they might want to know what happened. Maybe you should tell them. But no, I'm not going to tell them, and it's doubtful that anybody else will ever tell them. So this is not going to happen. 2A. Lacking a definitive opinion, no, sorry, lacking a definite opinion, conviction, or determination, as in, they were doubtful about the advantages of the new system. We don't feel like this new system uh, is as good as you say it is. Um, We're lacking on our definite opinion about that. Just, we don't have enough information. To be uncertain in outcome, the synonym is undecided, as in the outcome of the election remains doubtful. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, okay, I guess uncertain in outcome, you don't have the outcome, you're not sure what the outcome is, it's doubtful. I guess the way that my brain thinks of the word doubtful is more 
of these other definitions where if you were to say to me the outcome of the election remains doubtful, I would think that that would mean like there may never be an outcome. Uh, but I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, just undecided. Yeah, that's just not how I use doubtful myself. But that's just my story and you can do whatever with this word you want to do with it. Three, marked by qualities that raise doubts about worth, honesty, or validity, as in, of doubtful repute. Uh, what their reputation, uh, there are doubts about their reputation, their worth, their honesty, their validity. Hmm, hmm. Doubtfully is an adverb, and doubtfulness is a noun, and here we go with synonym information. Doubtful, dubious, problematic, and questionable mean not affording assurance of the worth, soundness, or certainty of something. Doubtful implies little more than a lack of conviction or certainty, as in doubtful about whether I said the right thing. I always feel that. I'm always questioning if I said the right thing or not. Uh, dubious stresses uh, suspicion, mistrust, or hesitation, as in dubious about the practicality of the scheme. I I have my suspicions that this scheme it may not work. Um, I'm 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 hesitating on whether or not we should actually do this scheme. It's a very dubious scheme, if you ask me. Problematic applies especially to things whose existence, meaning, fulfillment, or realization is highly uncertain, as in, whether the project will ever be finished is problematic. Hmm. It's, it's going to be a problem if we don't finish this project. If I don't finish this podcast, there will be hell to pay. That will be problematic. Hmm. Yeah, the way that I think about this is if, if it's something is problematic, then that might that means that there might be a problem. Um, but I guess I guess you can replace it with uh, doubtful or dubious. I don't know. I, I, I would use doubtful or dubious in this situation. That's myself. Questionable may imply no more than the existence of doubt, but usually suggests that the suspicions are well-grounded. As in, a man of questionable honesty. Hmm. Hmm. We don't, we don't think he is honest. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a problem. That's problematic. Uh, okay, we got to go on to the next word. Oh, this is interesting. Mm-mm. Next is doubting Thomas. Two words, and yes, Thomas is like the name with a capital T. Noun from 1883. An incredulous or habitually doubtful person is a doubting Thomas. Well, where did this come from? It came from the Bible. St. Thomas, apostle who doubted Jesus' resurrection until he had proof of it. So he doubted all the way up until, what, until they saw a dead body? Uh, I don't know what proof he had, 
Uh, maybe he had to see him on the cross or something. I don't know the details about all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, so somebody, you just doubting, doubting, doubting all the time until until you got some proof or maybe you're just going to doubt it forever. So uh, people get called now a doubting Thomas, I guess. Is that like a negative Nancy? Oh, and this story is in the Bible, or this section is um, J.N. What does J.N. stand for? I don't know what that is. That's one of the books, I think. Oh, John. It's probably John. I wanted to say Jane. I don't think I don't think there's a Jane book. Could be January. I don't think there's a January book. Uh, so it's John twenty colon twenty four to twenty nine. If you want to go check it out in your own Bible. The last word is doubtless. First form, adverb from the 14th century. One, without doubt. Without doubt, you love this podcast. Number two, the synonym is probably, probably, we will go hang out later. Um, It is doubtless. Nah, see, probably and doubtless, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Doubtless is like, no, for sure, for sure this thing. But probably is like, meh, maybe. It's possible. Huh. Huh? Huh. The second form of doubtless. Adjective from the 14th century. Free from doubt. The synonym is certain. Certain. Doubtlessly is an adverb and doubtlessness is a noun. Well, certainly it is time to reread the word so then I can pick a word of the episode. So we had double tongue, double you, double up, double vision, double whammy, double wide, doubloon, doubly, doubt, doubt, doubtful, doubting Thomas, doubtless, and doubtless. Hmm. Yeah, this is uh, this is a tough one. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess doubt, doubt, doubt. It's a funny word, doubt. Keep on saying it. Doesn't get any better. Doubt, 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 doubt. I mean, I just sort of sang a little song about that. If you don't know, I pick a word of the episode and then I sing a little song about it. And usually they're utter crap. But every once in a while, there's a gem. But I don't know what to pick. I mean, um... This is, we got, we got letters double up double I mean, yeah there's nothing really jumping out um i guess i guess we can do doubt i think it's uh good to doubt things you know question authority i think that's good a little bit of that now and again is all right maybe more than a little bit doubt 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 i'm doubting everything i hear that is going to be the end of this episode. Ooh, um, I I just I'm I'm very behind on the the movies that I've been watching because um, I like to throw that in at the end of these episodes sometimes. Um, well, I think I think I think I think um, did I mention Scream Six? I don't think I did. Uh, we watched the new Scream Six. It was fun. I liked it. I'm not entirely picky. I know it's maybe not people's favorite uh, franchise or movies. People are very opinionated about Scream, but you know it's fun. They're just going crazy with it, so it's like ah, whatever. Let's just let's just see where they go with this. 
Um, and then I watched the live action shorts, the Oscar nominated live action shorts and the animated shorts. Um, and, uh, oh, they were all so good. Also good. I could talk about those for a while, but I don't think I will. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wrote, I, I took some notes cause I was like, I'm going to forget these and I want to, I want to remind myself about these later. Um, I believe the winner of the animated was a dog, a mole, uh, the fox and the horse. Um, it was more for kids, so it was a bit on the slow, long side, but it was really, really sweet. And there's a really just a beautiful lines of like really good life lessons. Totally worth watching. The animation was gorgeous. Really, really, really wonderful. And um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, maybe I'll talk about the other ones later. We'll see. That's all I can think of in the moment off the top of my head. And uh, if you want me to make my own movie podcast where I talk about these in way more detail, then let me know and maybe someday I'll get around to that. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.